This episode is presented by Time Track Go, the simply better employee time clock software that is going to make your life easier. The unique graphical employee time card helps you quickly identify and fix mistakes, cutting your editing time in half so you can go on with your day. Time Track Go will not only save you time and money each week, but our easy to understand user interface and the ability to turn an ordinary tablet into a time clock will get your team up and going in just minutes. Now your hours can go to your favorite payroll systems, including Gusto, ADP Workforce Now, Paychecks, and more. Find out what a simply better solution can do for your business. To learn more and sign up for your 14-day free trial, go to www timetrackgo.com that's t-i-m-e-t-r-a-k go.com or call 888-321-9922 let's go Welcome back, folks. What's good, Walt? What's good, man? I'm excited for the today, man. It's another day. We have our everything we need in life. And we're making strides and holiday seasons here. Good times, good family moments and stuff like that, man. And I'm excited because this is today's show is the first time we're doing something like this so i'm yes. excited to get into that yeah uh, so yeah i'm looking forward to it man how about you bro the same here man it's for autumn just fall just began <laughs> and, and it's funny because like i went outside the first day of autumn and like in the morning and it wasn't hot and i was because south florida really just has four different versions of summer it doesn't have seasons you already know i'm just telling the folks who don't me and Walt met in South Florida, so he already knows. But so yeah, no, lap whatever. But yeah, no, I'm excited about the the episode. This is so we're gonna basically do a rewatch, not a rewatch, it's a re-listen. When we first started this show, we were audio only, mm-hmm. and so a lot of good God, forty something episodes that is just audio and we figured hey let's redo some of them along the way and bring Mm -hmm. in like the video experience and the first one we wanted to do is our origin stories like how we got into payroll but we listened and we're like we nailed it the first time it'd be a shame to try to redo it so we're gonna listen to it but we're gonna stop and play and you know hope you guys hear put put the volumes up nicely or whatever and it should play out just fine, and we're going to stop along the way and comment and whatnot or just recap after we play if we don't need to stop. And we see how this goes. The first time we do something like this and just re- we wanted to bring the experience of our, our or- origin story episode through a video experience, and yeah. we love creating the clips, right? The clips are huge. Right, yeah, huge content for us right on LinkedIn, and we get to share things, and it's a different visual. So, folks are consuming the shows. In once we started the visual, right, the video, we find that some folks just consume our little video clips and they don't even realize we have a podcast, a whole other show, and that there's 
five seasons of episodes out there already. They just and it's cool. Whatever way, however you want to consume the show is cool with us. Um, so we figured we bring it back, right? And yeah. So um yes, five plus seasons, man. I think we're we're currently in season six, going on to season seven. We need to start a seven. Yeah, we need to start. Yeah. Oh no, we're good in six. Yeah, I think, right? Yeah, we, yeah, we gotta yeah. shoot. I feel like we may have six is real long, maybe now. <laughs> It is. <laughs> oh, we gotta start season seven. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, boom! This could be. Quarter. This is the cutoff. Yep, this is the cutover yeah. now, and this will be the. This is like capping season six. And now oh, we well. can start. A, yeah, we can start season seven now. And there, you're right. Yeah. Right into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe that's how we should do our seasons. How is that how we've been doing it? quarters? Maybe. That might make sense for payroll, right? Everything's quarterly. Every quarter, a new season. <laughs> that may make sense. See, folks, yeah. we we just like evolving right in front of your ears and eyes. Yeah. So let's get to it, man. I'm excited. This, this. So I'll tee it up. The first part is Walt's story because as I had yeah. led up to it then, the same one we're leading in now, Walt has an amazing story, military through payroll trained and all that stuff. Let you were about to hear right now. So... Walt story first, and then we'll go from there. All right. Hit it. The first part that we wanted to talk about is what you would put some thought into, hey, how did I get into payroll? Did I fall into it by accident? Did I make this choice? In some ways, yeah, we all chose to do payroll. Once you get into payroll and you stay in payroll, it's, it's by choice. Yep. So for my story, my origin story is I joined the military. I had to take the ASVAB when I when I went in, so I got a certain score and there were certain jobs that I qualified for based on my score. And so out of all the jobs that I was able to select from, I still, I chose dispersing clerk, which was payroll, in oh. other words, in, in the military. Interesting. That's how I got into it. I just, that was one of my choices. And that's all I chose this. Okay. Okay. Go on. So yeah, I I made the decision. I went in, didn't learn any payroll things until after boot camp, And then after that, they sent us to what was called an A school, A as an apple. So it was an A school for payroll. So you go there for a few months and you learn about payroll. They teach you the ins and outs of processing payroll. That's why I first got my education on payroll. I didn't know anything about it coming out of high school or anything like that. I was an 18 year old kid in in the industry. And so I had to learn about payroll, but I've always been interested in numbers, not necessarily math, but numbers just in just in I've always had a, an affinity for different numbers and stuff like got that it. and everything. Yeah, man, that that was my origin story. That's how I got in the game and why I stayed in the game. And I just ended up falling in love with payroll. What about you, man? What's your origin story? <laughs> oh, come on, not so fast. So <laughs> give me a little bit more. So now after how how long did you spend in the military doing payroll? And then how, well, how was your transition from the military payroll job and then like your first job as a civilian? Okay, gotcha. Payroll in the military was a little bit different because you, your first duty was the mission overall. So no matter Mi- the mission, I'm sorry, the mission being like, like the war, you guys tactical, yes. something, yeah, battle, combat mission. Okay, right. yeah, I joined in January of 2001. As we all know, regrettably, 9/11 happened that year. I so I so had you were to in the military payroll. when that happened. 
Yeah, I was in the military when that happened. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I had to step, be on guard for that and actually be in danger zones and overseas and stuff like that. And while trying to do my job and make sure people got paid. So, <laughs> well, I'm sorry to cut you off. Hold, please hold your thoughts. A great story. Yeah. Okay, but I got to ask these questions, when, right? <laughs> for the listeners, right? Listen. Yeah. How was yep. the schedule balance between being a soldier mm-hmm. or, or a seaman because you were on yeah. the you're a, a, a yep. soldier and what just like hours wise like how was that division of labor that those hours managed like being a soldier and being a payroll person? Well, you're always a soldier, right? So okay. First, no matter what, the first, first you're always a soldier. Now, okay. if, if you have a designated job, even though the cooks were in the kitchen cooking for everyone, they were still soldiers in, right. in the military. They were still seamen. That was just their designated job that they chose to go into. You had your role and dinner. So for them, they had their set time when breakfast was done, lunch and dinner was prepared, just like we did. Our hours were from seven to four. What was it like we had our own little space, our own little yeah. pair. I think it was it was so impactful. I just wanted to point it out because it was like, shout out to the servicemen. Thank you for your service. And it was so when you when I played it back, it was so impactful when you was like, so we're soldiers first. Yeah. And I was just like, oh wow, it hit me the second time. Like it hit me the first time, and I was just like, oh man. And I just wanted to call that out and thank you for your service, man. And for mm-hmm. everybody that has to juggle that, they, 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 they serve y'all serving each other. But then when shit pops off, you got to serve the country first. You got to remember it's a, it's a, right. And, and I just thank mm-hmm. you all for that, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate you saying that. And uh, it took some time for me to realize that when I was in, I was an 18 year old kid. I was on my own, grew up sheltered. So when I got out on my own, I was like, oh, I'm living life. And the rules in the military are different than the civilian world. You just can't be all willy-nilly and do what you want and this and that. You have to, there's order in place. So my first year and a half, it, it took some adjusting for me to get used to that in the military. It was like, oh, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do that? You're in the military, Duncan. They used to call you by your it's last the rules. name. And it's the rules. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the military, Duncan. Mission first. Mission first. Mission first. I remember this is just going on different stories, man. I remember having to stand watch. We were, I was on a destroyer, destroyer ship, which is a smaller vessel, right? And they usually battle and combat like the submarines and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? But that's what the destroyer is, right? And so we, I had my payroll job, but I also had to stand watch and, you know, make sure that guard the ship, guard the vessel. And we were out and we were, when we were deployed, I remember it was like a scene of a movie and like the waves were crashing. The stern of the ship was going under the water and I'm up crazy next to the, the, the bridge and the waves were coming up there. Like it was crazy like that. It was crazy, but it was a great experience, man. Like you had to make sure that uh, the health uh, of your ship and the help of your shipmates was the first thing you had to worry about. Wow. Something that I feel like I missed was we talked about the payroll transition back, right? How you 
transitioned and I, and that's what I had pulled you on here. Well, wait a minute. Tell how did they, how did you transition back to civilian payroll from this payroll? But I think more importantly, as we, as we've grown as a show and the, we've discovered that it's about people. How was your mental transition back to civilian life? From because I often hear that as a struggle for yeah. military folk. For me, I hadn't, I didn't realize it, but I, I had experienced certain things in the military, being in the war zone and being overseas and stuff like that. I was almost, I shared this story with you. I was almost captured yeah. while being out in, in the wrong place, wrong time, and guys having AK 47s pointed at me and being there by myself and I was fortunate and lucky that they let me go. That really did a number on me. And I didn't realize that because I was still young. I didn't know about self-care and mental health and all that other stuff. So tried to come back into the corporate setting from the military. And I, I had really bad social anxiety and I didn't know it. Like why I didn't know why I was feeling that way. I didn't know about any of that stuff. So that was a transition for me to get back and be like, okay, and not feel like I had to look over my shoulder, look at the corner of my eye to see if anybody was going to get me. Run up on you. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was an adjustment period for me. Thanks. And Thanks for sharing that, man. Building that trust. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Building that trust and stuff and and everything and getting past that took some years and some therapy and stuff. So that was a big transition. Yeah. Damn. All right. Go ahead. Play. play. <laughs> we had our own little space, our own little payroll office. But, office, if, I do. Go but if something jumped off at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. We like we, that's we, it. We, we, we put pencils we, down and go be a soldier. Yeah. You go be a soldier. So they will run drills. Something that we were really? running constantly is called general quarters. So those would be the drills that we go to. And so they would hit that. And then you have to go to your station, whatever you're assigned to do. If, if you were designated to, to fight a fire, if there was a fire on board the ship or something like that, you had to go to your designated station and go there. If there, if there was an attack, same thing. They would say, go to quarters. Wow. All, all hands on deck. Yes. You know wow. So this explains a lot, bro. And it says a lot about how, why your claim to fame is processing. We talk about that for each other. Like both of our claims to fame mm -hmm. is processing. Yeah. And now I get why it is. Cause like you had to balance yeah. it's for, for all intent and purpose war at some point mm -hmm. and just getting timesheets done and patents adjustments made and things like that. And that's amazing, man. Amazing. Thank you for your service, bro. I don't know if I tell you that yes, enough sir. as a you friend. Do. You, you do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you for your service, you bro. So I want to say something here about the processing, how you said my claim to fame is processing. Mm -hmm. We had to be on point, just like now, in yeah. the regular setting, corporate, civilian world. Like, you, you have to make sure that you get the data. But the system that we used back then was almost... I would say it was like an MS-DOS type of thing for payroll. Seriously. Like, I believe you. Yeah. And you and you had to key everything in. Like it had to be on point because literally you were basically programming the system to pay that 
almost like entering code uh, you're building something. Yeah. and so i've seen it where someone forgot to put a decimal point on someone's real reenlistment bonus so instead of getting ten thousand dollars or whatever a hundred thousand dollars they got a million dollars so i remember one guy in the military he got a reenlistment bonus and they paid him a million dollars no and, they and, and yes and they weren't able to pull the funds back so he oh. they had to they had to set him up on a, a payment oh. plan when he took his check all his oh. check everything <laughs> yes for years yeah. they front loaded years. his payment <laughs> for years so he was like I'm in this until I, hey until now I guess off. I got it yeah for real yeah <laughs> I'm a lifer yeah. now for real you got some yeah. of my retirement too <laughs> yeah yeah you know what I'm saying so like they That's they crazy. paid them mm -hmm. and so just wanted to share that and that just say that's hey, a good hey, yes no doubt we, we had to make sure just like in the civilian world we had to make sure that everything we put in was perfect in there so that that and you had to make sure that everything was good there was a different way to put in uh deductions there was a different way to put in wow. earnings and stuff like that um the good thing is that there were no timesheets. uh everyone had a uh set salary based on your rank and your tenure yep so there was a sheet and it would say if you've been in four years and you're an e4 this is your pay if you're an e1 and you've been in a year or less this is your pay but you what know, if there what, were things that got them more pay even at that rank because don't you if you get married and have a child doesn't that boost your pay a bit like how would you know that yes. well so they would uh, they would get a dependence at it and so there was two different two different groups right mm. so we were, we were the dispersing clerks and then there was another portion that's like hr so okay. they we did the pay and uh -huh. HR did the other changes and stuff like that. So they would enter that change in and then that would boost their pay. Wow. So the, yeah, that would boost their pay. <laughs> wow. So they would add a dependent and in the system or and do it and enter their zip code. So right. you got paid your cost of living based on oh, where your right, home you know. record was. Oh wow. So yes. So think about that. So if I'm from California, even though I'm stationed somewhere in the same place, say you're I'm from California and say mm -hmm. you're from North Carolina. Yep. Right. And Perfect. your your cost of living that you get for your dependents would be lower. Less. Yeah. Because of where my dependents are at in California. Yep. So I, I would get the cost of living based on my zip code based on that. Got right? it. But if my if we had family that was in the same space, so we were Norfolk, Virginia, mm -hmm. if we were all there, then we would get the cost of living based on that place. It depends Got on it. where our families were. Got it. So yeah. very cool. Thank you, sir. Do all the time. I appreciate that. But oh, it, there were no timesheets, so it was just basically no timesheets. Everything no. like salary. Everybody was salary. You have a adjustments. There were there was there were some adjustments if you got out. If you were discharged, whether it's honorable, dishonorable, when you got out of the military or you were kicked out for whatever reason, okay, right, then you could probably have, based on that date, you can have some fluctuation or differences in your pay. But other than that, you got paid what whatever your rate was. So E1 had a certain salary, the, the listed folks, and then the officers and the, the chiefs but, had okay. the set salary. And so not a lot of bonuses going on, nothing like that. So there were sign-on sign bonuses for certain rates. If you right. were like a 
if you were like on a sub or you or you worked so, yes. in engineering uh-huh. or something like that. Sub. Yep. If you yep. worked in engineering, you they gave you like more bonuses than anything. Like payroll, HR people, they really didn't have those bonuses or those bonus payments that like that. You might have gotten like a reenlistment bonus. Okay. The, the based on your tenure or your years of service, but other than that, very interesting, man. That's yeah. amazing, bro. So now, okay, so now take us from there. Now, how did you transition into civilian? Was your first job as a civilian in payroll, or did you have to? Yes, it, it was in payroll. So as soon as I got out after my four years okay. of the whole war thing, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. So I got out in 2005. Was still in the reserves for a few years, several years after that. Oh, wow. Okay. But yeah, I jumped into the temp agencies you know, okay. for, for jobs yep. and stuff like that. Yep. And so my first um, permanent position was with a PEO. Okay. I'm not going to say their name. But I was hired by them and brought on and just thrown into the fire. Like I didn't really wow. get, I, I didn't really get too much training. They basically said, "Hey, this is how you do this. Boom, boom. There you go. Off to the races. Off to the so races. That, that Sink or my, swim. Yeah." That was initially my first experience coming from transitioning from active duty military to civilian life. It was different. It was different because you could really speak back in the civilian world versus the military. You yeah. really can't talk back. That, yeah, you know, exactly. Whatever. Different culture. Yeah, yep. it was a totally different culture. It was new for me. It took some adjustment period for me to get used to. To be able to say, hey, I have a voice, I can express myself and be able to say that stuff and whatever. It took some, there was an adjustment period for me. I love this. I love, cause I'm learning a lot. I like a lot more things that are making sense. <laughs> we talk all the time, but I'm still learning things through the conversation. So I appreciate it. And I hope the listeners appreciate it. It's an awesome story. That's cool. Sure, bro. Yeah, that's a good, I like that. I like that version a lot better. Cause I think we just, we gloss over it real quick. We didn't dig deep. After high school, I did not go straight into college. Jumped right into mine. Or mm-hmm. my family business for about a year. And I thought making money was more attractive at the time. And mm-hmm. all the older folks were telling me, you know, college. But I was like, no, nah, I'm about to make this money right now. So mm-hmm. this seems better. <laughs> so I did that. And luckily enough, like it was a double edged sword where, yeah, I did make good money at the time for my age. But I, it was in a back-breaking business. It was a labor-intensive. Ah, yeah. 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 Gotcha. So after a while, I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this forever, man. My relationship was suffering because I spent six days a week working and long days. By Sunday, I was wiped out. I didn't want to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I finally got to a point where I was like, no, nah, this is for the birds. Like, I can't do this. It's not sustainable, right? Yeah. Sustainability became a very big theme in my life. And I think I want to pause it there. Yeah. You said a key word, sustainability. Yep. Do you, yep. do you feel like now in your current life that you've reached a level of sustainability that is what you, your ideal situation is, or do you think you're still chasing that? I'm still chasing it. Still chasing yeah, it. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. I think sustainability can mean different things for different people, right? The sustainability is a good, is a buzzword for the green movement, right? Going green and being mm-hmm. our brand manager, Brian from bigger creative. He, his whole movement is about sustainable graphic design. Now, sustainable art and sustainable deliver of his product to, to his 
So it means different things to different people. Sustainability for me is, is, is a part of it is survival. And right. And, and it's something I tell my oldest daughter all the time. I just want you to be able to sustain yourself. Like beyond that, sometimes maybe I feel like even talking to her one time, I maybe feel like I, I shot too low as far as the goal for things. Mm -hmm. It's, but it's, it's the bare, if you can take care of yourself, you could do anything mm -hmm. from there. If you've built a sustainable life that is like, all right, boom, I have my own, I'm on my own. I can feed myself. I can house myself. I can sustain, I'm sustainable, uh, self-sustaining, right? Then any mm -hmm. sky's the limit. You could do anything you want from there. Yeah. So I, I think sustainability became a lot of, a lot of it was survival in the beginning and for me, it turns into, it means efficiency as well, being efficient. So I think it's something that I will always strive for. Yeah. I'll always be chasing, nice. I think. Yeah. Thanks. Man. Thank That's you for a good that. One. Yeah. Thank you. Sustainability became a very big theme in my life. And I think it started then. And it still is a very big theme. Sustainable practices. That's how we last in payroll that's how we build good departments and good processes is sustainable practice so anyway it wasn't sustainable and i said i told one of my best friends i said i either gotta go to college or i'm about to go to the military i was gonna join the navy too because yeah my godfather is a retired career navy person and i was like all right i'm gonna go to the navy that would have been funny we would have met in the navy fine fast forward i few years later, I don't know, four or five years later, I had my degree. Yeah. And during that time, I still worked for the family business. And I was so able to get in I the wanna, office now. This so might be a joke because you just said family business. <laughs> and it's, it's nothing to do with Pablo Escobar. Your last name's Escobar, no, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. No. So, what, so what was the family <laughs> business? Contracting. My brother had a Sears contract back in the day. And we just installed appliances, air conditioning, everything in the kitchen and the Every household appliance, basically. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, long for a long time. That was that backbreaking stuff Some that I was like. Work because my schedule didn't allow me to be <laughs> on the road anymore in the labor part of it. So I was able to yeah. get some office work. So by the time I graduated from college, I had my degree in business management. And I had this experience from the family business that happened to be mm. writing 1099 mm. checks. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had payroll experience, right? Uh, gotcha. But it was at its most fundamental level. I'm just taking invoice rates from contractors, and I times it by that, and okay, boom, I write a check. There's no taxes. There's no it's 1099. Just keep good records, and boom, and this was done. Yeah. So graduated from school. I had this management degree. I had no idea what to do with. And gotcha. I'm like, wait a minute, what, where do I apply now? What the heck do I do with this? Mm -hmm. It's not a big problem, guys. You got to really just start thinking. You have to start thinking and being creative and understand like where you fit in and where jobs you can apply to and where you're going to leverage your degree. So I understood that I was entry level. Even as a college graduate, I didn't have any office experience. I'm trying to go into the corporate world. I wanted to work in Manhattan. I, I, oh, and, okay. Right. And that was it. That was the big city of dreams. Like that, that's where I was going to make it. Right. Yeah. I just, I knew that I matched at entry level. Yeah.
You know what I mean? Gotcha. And I kept looking for things and company out of Manhattan gave me an interview because I had payroll on my resume. I talked well on the phone interview and I got a shot at in-person. They called me back. They gave me the shot. It was an entry-level job in payroll. Nice. And that was it, man. I, I got into corporate and they gave me the shot and boom, I was off to the races in payroll and I just, I kept leveraging my experience and things to, to keep growing, man. Cause unfortunately y- you have to move around yeah. sometimes if you want to yeah. grow. And as we talk about origins, we could talk about a few different things with the roles that we will get is payroll professionals like our origin stories are often like get just getting a shot at doing it just getting that shot yeah and yours is very different because you actually picked it you were like yeah i want to go there but a lot i, I want to talk about that right there somewhere. right because a lot of the people that we have had on mm-hmm. they say that they just fell into it yeah like christine at valor she went to yep. school for something else and wanted to do yeah. something else and yeah did payroll Lindsay, yep. Adrian, yep. like different, yep. different people. Ian, like they did other things and had you know. I need a little Or focus on something yep. else. Yeah, I need yep. a little Had yep. a, a, a focus on something else on their ed- in their education, and then they just just fell in the payroll. They was like, you know what? Yeah, somebody transitioned out, and they, they asked me to slide in Accident. and do payroll, yep. and yep. I've been doing it ever since. So that's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Many stories I hear, oh, I used to sit next to the person who did payroll. They went on maternity. They never came back. And my boss just gave me a shot to do it. Yep. Something like that. And yep. there are stories of that type of we just stumbled into it. And because there's no aim, right? There's no degrees. Mm. There's no path mm. to a success that's known. We're going to teach you guys the path of success, let me tell you. Yeah. But yeah. there's nothing out there now that you can just say, hey, oh, I want to be a payroll professional. What does that roadmap look like? Yeah, this is not something that's pretty much advertised out no, there like that. Like, no. hey, hey, you're going to do payroll. <laughs> Come no. this way. But look, it's a legit career, and yeah. it's been getting more and more notice, and, and, yeah. and people are fighting more for this. A lot of pay- payroll groups on LinkedIn that are doing a lot to build mm-hmm. awareness and I believe they're getting payroll as its own type of industry because it is very frustrating when you go onto these sites and they say, what industry do you work in or whatever? And Mm -hmm. you you feel like you're in payroll is itself its own kind of thing and bucket. So you you see human resources there, finances there, and you're like, wait a minute, payroll should be a subset, at least at the very minimum of something Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. both. Because we're we're in either human resources or payroll, yeah, and that's how the origin again looping back to our origin story. That's how you usually get in is at at this level, and you grow from there. So I, I, you like I, it I find it interesting because I know that when we recorded this is one of the first ten episodes that we recorded. Yeah, yeah. right. And I, I think even back then, some of the key things that you were saying is. Payroll is an industry. Yep. Like, and, and, those, and those weren't conversations that we had with other people yet. We hadn't had any guests. We That's hadn't true. Had, That's we right. We hadn't had That's conversations right. with Christina and, right. and Gerard and, and all those people saying right. that payroll is an industry. And so I find it interesting that one of the first 
few uh, episodes that we've done, you put you mentioned that in there. Hey, payroll should be a subset when you go to to these companies and you go to these job boards and you say, hey, I'm looking. I'm in the payroll industry, and you, right. you're not able to select it. It says finance and whatever or HR. That's whatever. it. Finance, HR, operations. So, mm-hmm. And, yeah. and payroll could be under any one of those or stand alone. Still true. No, and, and that's mm-hmm. something real quick before you start back. That's something that I heard as well. The evergreen of this episode, right? Mm-hmm. And we we said that out the gate, like our stuff is yeah. evergreen. And if you don't know what evergreen means, my, I think, and we can look it up real quick, but what, for media, I believe it means like when the content is good forever. Yeah. What we're teaching, what we're talking about is good for a long time. There might be a IRS rule here and there. We might mention the IRS limit this year is 22 or 23, blah, 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 for 401, for this, a lot of that might change. Sure. But mm. the fact that there is a limit that you got to be aware of will never change. Right. Yes. That's the evergreen yeah. piece of it in the payroll world. Right. right. Yeah. So that's the beauty of it. And, and I heard that all throughout. And you're right. We were talking about, we spoke it into existence. We absolutely attracted the people that were in the movement. Christina at Valor is still very much our kindred spirit out there in the business world. We're both teaching payroll and we do it in very different ways. And it's both valuable. Yes. Yes. And we didn't know that then. I think Christina saw it before we did. She, she was like, Hey, we're on the same journey. And I'm like, what is she talking about? She's doing pay. She has a payroll, actually a literal payroll provider. So, and we're doing a podcast. So I didn't, it didn't click right away. But now that I consumed her content for such a long time, I'm like, oh crap, we are on similar journeys. So shout out to Valor Payroll. Shout out to Gerard. Shout out to everybody, Fran, for all the friends of the shows and everybody that's been on. Man, we love you. Everybody that we don't know, that we listen, we see you guys. We see you listening and consuming. We love you. Thank you so much. We, we The best is yet to come, folks. So um, yeah. keep listening. Keep yeah. listening. Yeah. So let's finish this one up. You said you yeah. fell in love with it. And I, I don't know <laughs> if I fell in love with it. And, and not, I didn't. I yeah. fought it, I believe, for a while. I did it well. I just had so much ambition and it took me a long time to realize folks either are very passionate about something or they're really good at something. And that's what they leverage to build their own businesses and have that financial freedom. And it just took me a while to get there. So we're leveraging our talent and it's absolutely a good career path. And this journey, hopefully we show you guys that in this journey of a payroll professional. And again, we're going to have some episodes that we're conversational about where those stages are, right? And some other episodes that'll be more tactical. Payroll 101, for, for instance. There's some things as a new payroll professional, these you are the things that you have to start quick. learning yeah. so that you can build on like that's gonna, that, yeah. Then you become full scope. That, that didn't age well, because we, we don't do, not that we won't do tactical stuff, but that has, what we learned is that the more intricate and like really, getting in the details about how to do payroll stuff is going to be a learning course that we'll put out. And then mm-hmm. like 
you got to want to choose to be to learn that you don't want to mm-hmm. be force fed like you don't want to jump on a podcast yeah. and somebody is like breaking down a calculation of net to gross and very detailed although that's yeah. what payroll 101 and we attempted yeah. it we, yeah. but it we learned through that experience that is mm, let's leave that for an actual training course yeah. which we will start producing very soon for you folks and and whoever wants to yeah. learn payroll basically yeah, great call out. A, there. Yeah, great call yeah. out. Yeah, because I, I think that was our goal is is that we wanted to really come from it, teach other people to draw, to bring attention to payroll as an industry, and to bring in new talent and to re light a fire again under those people who are in the industry and maybe feel like their career has grown a little stale or something like that. And just kind of like light a fire again for them. But great point, great call out on that is that it's a lot more, there's a lot more meticulous thought that needs to be put into those more tactical things because it has to be on point. You have to be on point with what you're teaching. And interpretation is everything. You have to leave out any wiggle room for interpretation for a mixed yeah. interpretation because yeah. if we say something the wrong way as, yeah. as you're a stickler for words yep. right yep. you're very literal so if i say yep. something and i use the wrong word yep. as a part of my sentence it can change the whole meaning yep of what and, we said and if you don't mind i'll give them a quick example mm-hmm. i stopped one of the shows we were talking so we have another show we started just another show it's about your paycheck so go check that out. It's about your paycheck.com. You'll also see mm-hmm. it on um our subscription on it's about payroll.io. Um check it out. Check it out, check it out. But we were doing a show and we were talking about, I forget, I, I think it was the net uh, or taxes or something like that. And and Walt said something. I know what he meant, but he didn't say the right word. And we literally debated, and that wasn't an argument, but we had to talk it out for like a half hour before we could continue the show because and then eventually he's oh i know what i'm saying wrong and then he realized what it was that he was saying and the, the, and it was like ah okay i get it and then because i knew mm. what he was saying but i had to stop him because it, it wasn't i was worried about the listener the yep. the new payroll person or no actually yep. it was paycheck so i'm worried about the listener saying what that happened no i didn't want them to because again, we off and this, yeah. So yes, we all of that stuff and doing a course is will give us the comfort to just sit back and talk it out. Yep. And go through yep. things step by step. And even those payroll one on ones, we tried it a few times together, and then we realized, yo, we can't even do this together. You know, what I mean? this is is too much because we want to <laughs> yeah. go off on tangents too much. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, Oh, and Evergreen, folks, for Evergreen um, in business and in marketing and all that is content that is always relevant and valuable to readers or viewers over time. It's not seasonal mm-hmm. and doesn't revolve around trends. Evergreen is content, ser- is search optimized content that is not tied to current events or any moment in time. It's again, it's just learning stuff. Like the, the, most of our episodes are mostly evergreen because we're talking about payroll stuff that will be relevant forever, 
even with AI, because then instead of doing it with your keys, you're going to be talking about it and talk, telling the mm -hmm. AI what to do and what to reproduce for you. So you still have to understand mm -hmm. what you're doing. So, yeah, yeah. sorry, side sidebar, folks. No, right, that, that was a great call out, man. Let's finish up. Should be almost done, man. So let me ask you a question. Well, where in your career do you feel like where it just started clicking together? All the pieces started falling into place and you really got it? Or was it that way out the gate? So for me, it was been two parts for me. So payroll in the military came easy because of how it was taught. It was very detailed, all the different tests and stuff like that that we had to do. It was, it was literally three or four months that we just got this training hammered into us. Right. We didn't do anything else. We just got the knowledge. Mm -hmm. So when it came time to actually sit down and do the work, mm -hmm. I, I was already equipped with the knowledge to do it. So it was different coming out from the military to the corporate world because everything was structured a little bit different, right? From the, from the, in a corporate setting, civilian setting, it was more so I had to catch on and catch up in the way they did it. Luckily, I'm a fast learner. So the first PEO that I worked for, within a week, I was out there kicking butt you know, or whatever. <laughs> nice. like, you know what I'm saying? I definitely had to ask my questions and stuff like that, but I was processing and really kicking butt. But it was a little bit different because we had to, we had to process our payrolls and stuff our checks. Ooh, ooh, and, you okay. Know what I'm saying? So yep. like you're doing this for about... 1200 to, to 1500 pays so you like that doctor. can be up to 30 40 clients per person so it was an adjustment doctor. to get to but i would say in my, my first six months like I, I just kicked butt and they they put me in the office and say hey you're doing great oh my god you're just taking off and i got a raise and, and everything with my first six months of being in that, that company so is, like is that where you like okay i like this is cool yeah, so that, that gave me just more that gave me more confirmation that okay i'm in the right industry i'm good at this i'm capable and I enjoy it. I part of the the reason I also enjoy it is because I you get to interact with people. It's, I like to to serve and to be of service to people. Yeah. So like that kind of fills that that role for me. I like to be able to to help people and just to feel, feel like I'm doing something that really matters. And so that's the thought process that I had with it. Yeah. What about you, man? What when did you when did it click for you? Honestly. Yeah. Our first roles mm -hmm. together. Yeah, man. I found my way through the chaos. Mm, okay. So the fact that I really had to apply everything I knew, I had to research and learn more, and yeah. really, it that is what made that it was going to make or break me that situation, and it made mm. me, and it made gotcha. me. Man, I've been a different place since then. As that's where the whole approach this as a uh, consultant was uh -huh. born. Approach every job yeah. you have like you're a consultant. Well, I, I'll rephrase: if you're having a tough time, yeah. it was chaotic. It was yeah. a lot of things to battle. And so I learned, and that's where you stretch. Like, I was stretched yeah. out, and that is where I realized mm -hmm. I'm good at this. <laughs> yeah. I'm real good at this. I can roll with the best of them. Yep. And from there on, it was it didn't stop. I just continued to grow and really start performing at a, a higher level. So yep. that's what carried me through for a while. I, I love where my career path and the experience that I've had. And mm -hmm. I'm one of those folks that believe that it's you're the sum total of your experience. Gotcha. So I think it has had everything to do with who I am today, and I don't regret any of it. I learned when you lose, don't lose the lesson. Great, so, man. That's great. Yeah. When you learn, don't lose the lesson, man. Perfect like, stopping point, yeah. Perfect, man. It's... All right. What's next, man? What's next, Brian? Is there anything that you want to add to our origin story? Maybe something that like brought up a different idea or thought? Yeah, you, if you could go back and change anything in your career, would you? 
I guess if I could change anything, it would be appreciated earlier on. See something great in it earlier on. That would probably, yeah, be more positive about it. Really get poof. If I got if I had gotten passionate about it then the way I am now, it would have been something very different. So that's probably what I've been a little bit more. What about you? I can identify with that. I can identify with what you're saying because if I, I think back then, I saw it only as a job. Yep. Something I needed exactly. to do in order yep. to get my get myself paid and fed. Yep. Exactly. To yep. maintain a life. Yep. That's what I saw it as, and then I realized, hey, to your point, I'm actually good at this. I can empower myself. By using these school, these yep. school, skills, these skills, using these skills, and really just lock in and just drive this conversation and build out a life that I want and shape yep. and mold my career in the way that I want it. We've all faced challenges, whether that's a chaotic workplace, a chaotic boss, chaotic different situations, right? A lot of us have experienced that from a payroll standpoint. It's not uncommon, right? And just realizing, like you said, man, I need to take control of my career. That would be the only thing, right? The experiences that I had made me who I am today to to that point. And and I wouldn't change that because it taught me what not to do. Yep. I can't be that type of boss that does this to my employees. I can't yep. be this type of employee yes. that does that to my boss. My boy, yes. Amen. Right? I like you that. Know? Love that. You know what yep. I'm saying? I, I have to be better. So I think that would probably be the only thing is really just like you said, taking it more serious, especially in my early days of doing yes. payroll and stuff like that. There's mindset. like really saying like my cha- having a different mindset. mindset. Yep. Because I couldn't take, earlier in my career i couldn't take the constructive criticism no i couldn't nope. take the stuff hey walt being called yeah. out on stuff i couldn't take that because i still oh what are you trying to say oh, i used to get mad at people tell me reports are wrong. this report is wrong no it ain't wrong why bro? i wrote this shit myself well i'm gonna bust your ass like what? no because <laughs> it has nothing it's nothing to do yeah. with that it's just the parameter it's, like oh. it's, it's not an indictment on oh, our yes character. yes not yeah. to say, oh, oh, you're messed up, or you don't know what you're, you're doing. Wrong. You suck. No, because you messed mean up. That. Yeah, exactly. We still make mistakes yeah. now. now. Heck yeah. We're human, right? Heck yeah. Yep. We're human, right? And I think I would have definitely given myself some more grace, but yeah. also taking it a lot more seriously earlier mindset. in my career and really, really have, yeah, have a different mindset about it. Yeah. So that, I think that's a good call out, man. Yeah. So, What's next, man? Or you want to talk on that a little bit more? No, I think it's I think it's just to leave that for anybody listening new in the game or wherever you are in this point in your career. Disposition, mm-hmm. your mindset is everything. Yeah. It, it's one of the uh, uh, something I, I love as well is, is life is 90%. What is it? 90%. No, what is it? Damn it! I'm looking look for 10%, it right now. Ten percent action, ninety percent reaction. Yes. So it says life is ten percent what happens to you. Yep. And ninety percent how you react to it. How you react to it. 
that mindset disposition. That's something I would have changed back in the day. That has probably been my men, my demon for a long time is just mental. So what's mindset. next, man? Gosh, everything is next, man. We're gonna we, we wanna keep delivering great payroll content, great information regarding your paycheck around payroll, around paid, our whole we wanna share what we've amassed over 40 years of payroll experience. We mm -hmm. wanna share that and we're so excited about that. And you can see it in our work and, and we've been doing this for over a year now and the fruit is there, it's bearing fruit. And then what I mean by that is folks is yo, keep doing this, man. This is great. Yeah. We love what you're doing for payroll. We love what you're doing for payroll. Now we just started the paycheck journey and folks are already it's so it's such an infantile stage, but people are excited about it. Everybody, oh my God, yes, yeah. that's gonna be great. So we're excited yeah. about that as well. Yep. That's what's next, man. What about you? Man, I, I totally agree. I, I, I couldn't have said it better. Very well said. I think I'm excited for everything that's coming down the pipeline for us with the apps, the innovation that we're doing, the this content that we're making. It's about your paycheck. I really just like really focusing on the health and wealth, uh, financial health and wealth for fellow Americans, for fellow people out in the world. Yep. And, and it's just helping them understand how their pay works. I'm really excited for that. And yeah, man. And, and I'm excited to continue our story. Our stories yeah. have ended. We're still we're, in our story. We're still in right? it. Yep. Yeah. So still this is it. just part of the story and I'm, I'm excited for, yeah, I'm excited for what's to come and I'm excited for the challenges to come. I'm yep. excited. I'm excited to work with you on getting those solutions out yep. there for people. Yeah we're that's what it's about right it's about creating solutions it's about creating awareness and it's about empowering payroll professionals and employees out there yeah, so absolutely. i'm excited to empower people man that's yeah. really what it is i'm excited man amen amen i can't end it any better than that bro yeah so thanks thanks everybody we love you see you next time peace Thank you for tuning in to It's About Payroll. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.